This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. How many of you are active in your neighborhoods? Maybe you belong to your neighborhood association. Maybe you work hard to retain the character of your community. For people who volunteer to do this work, it's almost an everyday occurrence when a developer buys land in the neighborhood and wants to put up bigger houses, more houses, maybe a monster house that blocks the view and changes the nature of the community. Now, some people say this is just a factor of the growing city, uh, putting up bigger houses. We know that there's a big supply problem with housing. Uh, So there are disputes over this, disputes over land use, because often these new buildings, they they, uh, go against the code. So invariably, a lot of these disputes end up at the Ontario Municipal Board. It's perceived to be pro-developer, and a lot of people in Toronto think this should not be the body that decides, and that includes city councillors. Now there is going to be a new body to decide these land disputes. Councillor David Shiner joins us now to talk about it. Hello, Councillor. Hi, Libby. So uh, can you uh, explain what this body is and and, um, how it's going to work? Well, it's not going to deal with all land disputes and all developments. The City of Toronto has taken action and has formed a local appeals body called the Toronto Local Appeals Body, nicknamed T-Lab. And it is starting its operation as of the 3rd of May. And That's what tomorrow. Is, yes. So uh, from tomorrow on, people that bring applications for what's considered minor variances to the Committee of Adjustment and don't agree with the decision of the committee no longer have to have those appeal to the Ontario Municipal Board, nor can they have them appeal to the Ontario Municipal Board. They will be appealed to the Toronto Local Appeals Body. And that is dealing with your smaller uh, developments, your smaller homes, but sometimes when you have a larger building that may be going forward and someone wants to af- add three stories after it's been approved or four stories, they try to bring that in under a committee of adjustment application and also consider that minor in nature. The change now is that it will go to a board to adjudicate that that is made up of representatives at Toronto City Council has uh, permitted to be on there through a process to bring Toronto residents that know about Toronto to hear appeals about Toronto. Um, so uh, I guess the whole crux of this is what is considered a minor variance. Um, let, let me tell you about the kind of thing uh, that I hear about a lot and that I have seen both in my neighborhood and other people's neighborhood. So you have a, a you know, a single family home on a lot and uh, somebody comes in and, and gets the next lot 
And uh, there is what you would consider to be a perfectly good house next door. But it turns out the person who gets this lot is a developer. And um, instead of uh, putting or having one house on the lot, uh, suddenly they want to put two houses on the lot or three houses on the lot. Um, is that a minor variance? Generally, that would if you're taking two lots and you're severing it, that would go in front of the Committee of Adjustment. But what happens then is uh, they may try and make smaller lots, but in the area there might be smaller lots, and that may be more may not be inappropriate. But then they try and put a monster house right onto that small lot, and that's not appropriate. And then when the city refuses it. They appeal it to the Ontario Municipal Board, and it, often it's approved. Yes. Last year, the Ontario Municipal Board uh, had a nature of um, somewhere around 560 hearings on Committee of Adjustment appeals, and 57% of those were, for, were from Toronto. And all too often, they have approved them. And it's become an adversarial process where that developer goes out and hires professional planners who put professional planning information in front of them, and they argue on that merit, and the poor neighbor comes in and says, but that's too close to my house, it's too tall, it'll shadow my backyard, I'll have no privacy, and the deck in the back up on that second floor is horrible, it's ruining us all. And someone looks at it and says, well, it's been done in other areas, and it's not unreasonable, approved, almost like that mortgage company. <laughs> approved. You know, I, I feel the Ontario Municipal Board, in some cases, is like the, the mortgage company that keeps hearing it and keeps giving the stamp of approval on it, because far too often they're approving minor variance applications or major applications that shouldn't be. Okay, so so just to get back to the question, so that is exactly the case, the kind of case that I hear about all the time, the one that you're talking about. So will that now go to this other body, or is that still the OMB? So there's two things that I've championed that are now implemented by council. When you go for an application at the Committee of Adjustment of the City of Toronto, before you even have your hearing when you're there, it can be referred off to mediation which means that all the parties can go off to the side before they have a hearing and can talk about the disputes or the difference that they may have, and maybe it can be be, reasonable, be a reasonable decision on it and go forward. If not, it can have a hearing. The second part, which I had implemented with the Toronto Local Appeals Body, again, is mediation. And it's intended that if someone doesn't like the app, the decisions. For example, if the developer has been refused and he's going to the Ontario Municipal Board because that often happens at Toronto where what they want they don't necessarily get. And it's appealed to the local appeals body. Again, it can go for mediation. And my intent behind that was to take away the arguments of the planners and the specialists who give you all the angles and, and dot, show you how they crossed every T and dotted every I and in three other instances it was okay and deal with the issues that are really affecting people where the average neighbor can come in and talk about it without having to hire all these professionals, which they usually can't afford and they can't battle. So well, the well appeals- let, let me let me just okay, um, and I think you put your finger on what is 
often the problem uh, is that you get the neighbors together. First of all, uh, there isn't always a lot of notice. I, I heard about one case where there seemed to be less than two weeks notice that this hearing at the Committee of Adjustment was coming up. And um, you suddenly have to raise money and and uh, hire your own professionals. But in terms of mediation, um, why would the developer agree to mediation? How is it in their interest? Or is if one party asks for it, does it happen automatically? The intent is if the party asks for it, then there shall be mediation before it goes to a hearing. And we'll have a mediator with them in the room there so the neighbors won't or those interested neighbors or residents won't have to go out and start hiring all the professionals. The intention is to bring it back to a simple, easy, common level where people can talk about the problem and someone can try to iron that out before it goes to a hearing, and and hopefully we will. That's the intention now is to do that. And it was interesting because when I brought it up, there was some concern from the chief planner that we couldn't do mediation because other people hadn't done it. But it was our city solicitor that came to see me and said, David, absolutely, it, it, it will hopefully resolve a lot of these differences where you might be able to find a way to resolve this without having to have a full hearing. And that's the intent. Two parts with a local appeals body. Okay. A Toronto um, local appeals body, bring it back in front of Toronto residents who hear the appeals and know the city. And before they even hear them, try and do mediation on that application where maybe we can resolve the differences to something that is more reasonable. Okay, so so um, you find out about a development going in next door, you don't like it. Um, you ask for mediation, you get your mediation, and if the developer does not agree, or if the two parties don't agree, um, you then go to this new body. Is that is that about right? Yes, on applications that were heard at the Committee of Adjustment. Okay, uh, and it would be this uh, new body that deals with something like uh, somebody trying to build uh, a monster house on the property next door or or two or three houses on a spot where there was just one house. Yes. Yes. Um, do you have any idea um, how much of that is now on the table in the city? Well, as I was saying earlier, there were... Um, I think it was a neighborhood of over 300 appeals last year of Committee of Adjustment decisions to the Ontario Municipal Board. So that's an awful lot of appeals that are going there that this body may be able to adjudicate or if they're in front of them now instead of going to the province. And I, you know, the, the council's intention is to make it better. But let's, we have to step back for a minute and understand what Toronto City Council and, and elected representatives across the province work under. We do not control planning in the city. Planning is provincial legislation. It's a provincial planning act. And in, front, in fact, there were other acts that the province had, such as the Places to Grow Act. And they say, you shall intensify, you shall add people. And every developer seems to always argue that's what the province wanted. And we were dealing with an application today, and residents came in to see us because they were opposed. And our planning staff had done a positive recommendation on it. They didn't like it. And I said, here's the problem. Planning is really like going down a yellow brick road because we're elected officials, we're Toronto, we walk down that road with everybody else because at the end of the day, we don't make the decision. It goes all the way to the Oz, the Wizard of Oz, which was this great big character out there 
that you see yelling and thundering away with everything else. But that great big character was controlled by one little person. That's what planning is. Planning is really controlled by the provincial government, by the Premier of Ontario, and people seem to forget that. We all work within that regime. Yeah, well, that's one of the things that I I guess, uh, because I heard from somebody who's just in the midst of this, and um, she was talking to other neighbors, and, you know, kind of people, first of all, are very discouraged, because they say you can't go up against developers, and then, and uh, they're kind of mystified about why, in the first place, why does the city's committee of adjustment think, think this stuff is okay? Well, the Committee of Adjustment is people that were appointed by the city who are citizens and look at it, and and they make an opinion on it based on their own thoughts, and we try and get the best people there to hear from the community members. And oftentimes, they do support that, as I have a a lot of applications that are very active in the community I represent. And I do often send a letter up saying I don't feel that development's appropriate for the community. It's out of character. And very often they do listen to that and they do refuse it or defer it and it's changed. But there are times when I'm just as disappointed as those neighbors are where they look at something and say, well, that's okay. And then I have to take action and I have to ask council to support an appeal to the Ontario Municipal Board because the provincial government still is managing that. And that's what we're trying to change with TLAP, is those appeals will now come to a governing board that is with members appointed by City of, or through City of Toronto Council, and ones that should then understand what the needs and the concerns are of the residents of the city. Okay, I'm going to give the numbers out again. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We're talking about uh, development in the city and new rules, uh, a, a new body to deal with disputes because of the feeling in Toronto that a lot of uh, these decisions are not good for the neighbourhoods here. Let's go to Sam in Brantford. Hi, Sam. Yeah, how you doing, Libby? Fine, how are you? Not too bad. Uh, what I'm calling about is many years ago, okay, when I was building a house in Stony Creek, uh, the bylaw from the building department stipulated that the property line had to be five feet away from your foundation. And that used to be like that for many, many years in a lot of jurisdictions. But over the years, that sort of five-foot distance between the foundation and the property line has dwindled now that most houses that are built, being built, single-family homes, the eave troughs are almost touching each other or, in some cases, overlapping each other. And this is totally wrong from uh, two standpoints. Um, the foundation should be five feet away, like it used to be before, and also for a safety feature, if the house next door gets on fire, when the eave troughs are almost touching, that is very, very dangerous for the house next door. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, that's, that's interesting. I wasn't aware of that, but um, that, uh, the rules... Um, Councillor Shiner, are you aware of the rules in, in Toronto on property lines and foundations? Not all of them, but uh, I know them better in the northern part of the city where you're supposed to be six feet away. That's our current bylaw, and yet almost every application comes in for four feet away, and it has been consistently permitted. And we didn't want that to happen. We actually did a review of our bylaws in 2013 and said they should be six feet away, except that 
our bylaws changing that were appealed to the Ontario Municipal Board, and we're four years later, and they've never finished with the hearings over our new bylaws. Wow. So, so we're still fighting to get in front of the Ontario Municipal Board to satisfy those bylaws so we can approve the one that said six, and then at least we could take more action at the committee to tell the members, well, it is six, it should be six, but right now it was six. There were appeals. We brought in a bylaw that said, do it again, and we're waiting four years, and we can't get our hearings finished to the Ontario Municipal Board. You know what, Sam, thanks for bringing... Yeah, me, bring... uh, there's some houses in, in um, Ancaster that the eave troughs are almost touching each other. Yep. That is that is very, very unsafe uh, practice. Okay, Sam, thank you for okay, uh, po- pointing that out to us. Yeah, uh, unbelievable, Councillor Shiner. Uh, let's go to Judy in Toronto. Hi, Judy. Oh, hi, Libby. Hi, David. Hi. I just want to thank you um, and your, um, uh, especially your, your good words about this and, and good news. Um, I live in Etobicoke, southwest Etobicoke, on lakefront property, and... Uh, we just uh, went through a, a terrible ordeal, and OMB passed uh, so-called minor variants, um, blocking sunshine, um, just a, a whole wall that this one small bungalow has to uh, deal with every day. So I want to thank you for your efforts, and uh, certainly uh, well overdue. Okay, Judy. Th- thank you very much for that. Thank you. Okay, uh, let's go to Victoria in Toronto. And uh, Victoria, I think you're in the midst of a battle over this. That's right. Uh, and I'm in Etobicoke. Um, and there, there's problems um, with the whole process. So I really thank Councillor Shiner for having an appeal process. Um, the uh, There was a developer that bought the corner house next door, and he wants to subdivide one lot into three lots and put two houses in the backyard. Um, now it's, uh, and he also wants to remove 10 old ravine-protected trees that are uh, on the lot. Um, now, it, it sounds so, uh, you know, amazing, but uh, city planning doesn't have any objection. It's only urban forestry that is objecting to all the trees coming down, and um, six trees have already mysteriously come down uh, just a day before the developer bought the property. So uh, I guess there's there's problems, I think, with, um, you know, with minor variances, because certainly the things that the developer wants would not really be considered minor. And um, so this is, you know, the body that we have to go to right now is the Committee of Adjustment. And the process is, is right, uh, is, is quite um, amazing as well. The neighbors only had less than two weeks notice of the Committee of Adjustment hearing, and yet the developer has been working on this since February. Um, and then also the, the notice only went to a few neighbors that are just immediate neighbors, and yet this is a precedent setting case in the, the whole uh, area out here to divide one lot into three and build houses in the backyard. Uh, so, Victoria, um, yeah, we're running out of time, so I just want to give uh, Councillor Shiner a, um, an, an opportunity to respond. Yes. It's not uncommon now, as if you see the problem with housing in the city, condominiums have been built by the thousands and single-family homes are being lost all the time. There's actually less single-family homes in the city than there ever were, so people do look at ways to divide lots. Sometimes it's appropriate, sometimes it isn't. But if it's on a a ravine lot with trees in the back, we often want to protect the trees, and that's the problem. 
is that it might not be an appropriate application. And as far as um, the timing on the particular application that Victoria said, that's provincial statute. You have to send a notice out two weeks in advance of the hearing. It's approximately two weeks. There is a distance that you're required to circulate. That's what you give. These are provincial planning rules, and that's what we work under. It's not sent out to the whole area or the whole community, although all the applications now are online. You can now see the Committee of Adjustment hearings in advance. You can watch for the hearing dates and see the application itself, and you can see the decisions that you want. As well, if you want to see what's been approved in your area, there is a new program available where you can actually look at a, a site or a house. You can click on it, and if you want, you can get the applications in the areas that were out for variances and have approved in the past to see what else has been given, but it does cost a few dollars. Okay, uh, we have we have about a minute left. Uh, just Councillor Shiner, uh, if uh, Victoria gets the, an answer she doesn't like from the Committee of Adjustment, will she be able to go through this new body? If it's after the 3rd of May, yep, she definitely will, and I'd love to hear what her experience is there, because we're hoping that people at the new appeals body do consider more of the character of the community and the human effect of it, and be residents of Toronto and understand what the residents want. Okay, Victoria, does that make you a little more hopeful? You bet. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Victoria, for your call. And uh, thank you, Councillor Shiner, for explaining all of this. Uh, Let's hope that it all works out and makes things better. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.